Hello, my friends. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 28th day of December. I'm Paul. Thanks for joining me today, tomorrow, and the next day. We're going to continue in Luke chapter 7, verse by verse. Uh, Of course, we'll tell you about the Sunday sermon that happens on the 31st on New Year's Eve, but on the 31st, of course, is the essay edition, so we're going to find ourselves somewhere midway through this sixth chapter in that essay, probably in the love your enemies or do not judge passage. It's definitely going to happen in the Sermon on the Plain, and so we're going to talk about that as a topic, some of its contrast to the Sermon on the Mount, sort of a classic Bible study style essay. So if that's your thing, uh, you can look for that on New Year's Eve as we'll post that uh, heading into the new year, and then we're just going to keep rolling as we get into January. We'll just keep rolling in, Deut- in Deuteronomy. I don't know where that came from. In Luke, and we'll just keep moving through all these great, great stories. I'm having quite a time with this journey. Today we arrive at the passage that is verses 24 through 26 here in Luke chapter 6. This is the Jesus pronouncement of woes. I asked you at the end of the podcast yesterday to do a little mental homework, and that is to think about the things that are often woed, for lack of a better word, from the modern church, from the modern pulpit. I I had you take it a step further and, and look at the things that are often cursed or brought out uh, to be cursed. Jesus doesn't do that. He doesn't say cursed, are you? Because he doesn't put curses on people. But a woe is a promise that uh, watch out. Say, say it that way. Watch out. There's something coming around the corner because of this. And even if you when you did the mental homework since yesterday, even if you thought of it in terms of cursing, you probably ended up with the same basic sermon. The message that is often presented in the modern pulpit in regards to curses or woes has to do with sin. And usually either general lust, concupiscent sins, sexual sins, um, violent sins, but oftentimes more specific sins or more specific actions that we call sins. And so every generation a preacher has looked at the landscape of the world, saw something that most people were doing, and found reason to declare it wholesale to be off limits. And that's what I mean by they went past the generalities and got into specifics. And then it turns into things like those of you that are watching this, doing this, drinking this, saying this, going here. It's all actions that are individually specified. Um, that you are going to be cursed or woe to you. And my, my point in giving you that assignment is that I think where you'll end up is with the idea that the woes are these obvious sins, these obvious issues. But the truth, when you look at how Jesus does it, is it's the less obvious things. And I'm not even talking about sin, talking about things we ought to be watching out for. Let's read them. I'll read all of them first, verses 24 through 26 before we comment. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full, for you shall hunger Woe to you who laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, 
for so did their fathers to the false prophets. Now, I don't know about you. I've heard a lot of sermons, preached a lot of sermons. But when I hear woes pronounced, I never hear, watch out if you're rich, watch out if you're full, watch out if it's all fun and games now, watch out when everyone flatters you. Uh, maybe that last one a little bit. You know, maybe I've heard a little bit of watch out for flattery because if everybody's for you, you're probably doing something wrong. I've heard it said that way. My point in this little exercise is to show you that the things Jesus has us watching out for are actually things that most people are trying to achieve. They're trying to be rich. They hope to be full. And they're trying to have a life of mirth and laughter. Now, Obviously, there are great things that can be done with more money than less. Um, God is certainly not a God of anti-comfort. He's not a God that wants people starving to death. Uh, he's not a God that looks at you laughing and says, don't laugh. <laughs> these, these things would be opposite of a good father. But I think what we can do is take these as warnings that life will throw you curves so don't establish your identity in being rich and being full and being full of laughter or in being flattered because these are things that pass away. You're not guaranteed the finances. You're not guaranteed the food. You're not guaranteed the laughter and the mirth. You're not guaranteed the flattery. If you establish yourself on them, you set yourself up for a life of failure and ruin. And so just as Jesus has pronounced blessings, he doesn't turn around and pronounce cursings, but he pronounces woe. Watch out. This is also interesting contrast to the way things happened in the Old Covenant. Remember, Jesus just gave this little speech uh, not too long ago about putting an old piece of cloth a new piece of cloth onto an old garment or new wine into an old wineskin. And he said, you, and essentially I told you, Jesus is telling him, you can't do the same old things in a new covenant. And he's talking about fasting. He goes, fasting can't mean the same thing in a new covenant as it did under an old. So change it. Well, Jesus is a man who puts his money where his mouth is, so to speak. So he changes the way we hear blessings. In Deuteronomy, when God pronounces blessings, he follows them with cursings. Blessed are you if, cursed you will be if. In the new covenant, Jesus is introducing the constitution of the kingdom and says, blessed are you, and then pronounces woes, not curses. So the opposite is not, if God's not blessing you, God is cursing you. The opposite is, watch out. There's blessings and there's watchouts. There's blessings and there's woes. I like to think of woe, and, that, and this is being totally in the English, okay? I understand. You don't have to send me an email that this isn't how it's spelled in the Greek. <laughs> this is totally in the English. I like to think of woe, W-O-E. I like to think of it as W-O-A-H. Woe. Slow down. Watch out. Danger ahead. It's also very encouraging to me that the opposites are not blessing, curse, blessing, curse, blessing, curse, but rather blessing, woe, blessing, woe. It's Jesus saying, if you don't feel you're walking in the blessing, 
Make sure you're not walking in the woe. Because if you're walking in the woe, these are the natural consequences of what happens. These are the natural consequences of putting your confidence in these areas. Because hunger could be around the corner. Mourning and weeping could be around the corner. Don't establish your entire identity on these things. Because they don't last. They're a little bit like building your house on the sand. Which, by the way, Jesus is on his way to saying at the end of chapter 6. Well, that tells you that he's setting you up for what is to come. We'll continue with the Love Your Enemies passage from the Sermon on the Plain tomorrow. God bless.